This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. to them from the dead, they will repeat. He said, surely if Lazarus rose from the dead and went to them and told them the story, then they would repent. And Jesus says, he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded though one rose from the dead. Guess what Jesus said? Look, one more sign in the sky is not what you need. You need at the place that you are right now to repent of your sin and trust in Jesus Christ and Christ alone for your soul salvation. Be discerning. Be discerning of what? Show me a sign, preacher. I'll tell you a sign. I've been preaching for about 20 years. I've been pastoring for 11. And I've met so many people along the way who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. There was a lady, she'd been teaching Sunday school at Boiling Springs Baptist Church for many, many years. She got mad at me. She told me, you'll love this. I called her. I said, where you been? Uh, she said, do you want the truth? I said, yeah, I want the truth. She says, well, when you came to be our pastor, we thought you were going to be a great pastor, but you've proved us wrong. Now, your wife's wonderful. That's what she said. <laughs> but you've disappointed us. I said, well, I'm really sorry. Tell me. Tell me what I've done. And uh, I hadn't been greeting her the way she thought I should and I, I really felt bad about it and I tried to do better but there was something deeper it wasn't that I hadn't shaken her hand that made her upset she was under conviction about her sin and she'd been religious like these Pharisees for all these years and one day she called me crying she said Pastor Cody I'm lost I'm a sinner I, gotta get, I need to get saved. I said, well, I'll come to you. She said, it's too late. I'm almost to your office. She came down, came to my office, and I showed her the gospel message that Jesus loved her, that he died on the cross for sins. She'd heard it, and she'd said it and told people about it, that Jesus died on her, the cross for sins, that she needed to personally pray and receive Christ by faith as her Savior. And that day, that lady prayed in my office and got saved. She prayed, and she was a changed person. She says, the weight of sin's off of me. I'm a new creature. We're still friends. It's wonderful. There was a guy, a local police officer. I noticed him in the congregation, and uh, he had come with, in a full uniform. He, he had checked off lunch, and his, the Lord had worked in his wife's life, and she got saved a few weeks prior in our church in North Carolina. And I looked in the balcony, and there he was. He was uh, he'd checked off lunch. He was in his uniform, and I just preached a simple gospel message. God does all the work. And he got under conviction about his sin, and I remember I extended the invitation. He left the balcony and came down the steps and walked straight down the aisles, and one of our men talked with him, prayed with him, and that day he asked Jesus to come into his heart. He repented of his sin. He got saved. You know what his testimony to me was? It was so sweet. He said, 
I feel like the weight of the world's been lifted off my shoulders. I know that God has saved my soul. I'm a new creature. It was glorious. There was a man came in and sat on the back row. A man's man one Sunday. Tough and rough. He came in and sat on the back row and I was glad to see him. He slipped out before I had a chance to talk to him. But he came back on Sunday night. I thought that was interesting. And uh, once again, he slipped out before I could talk to him, but he showed up in my office on Sunday morning. And he sat down, and I said, come in, have a seat. We started talking, and he said, preacher, I'm not sure what happened yesterday. I said, well, tell me about it. He said, I came here on yesterday morning one man, and I left a completely different man. And I said, well, I'll show you what happened. I said, did you, did you repent of your sins? Did you trust Jesus as your Savior? He said, that's what I did. I said, well, I can explain why you came one man and left another man. I said, the Bible says that old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. He gave his heart to Jesus, got born again. There was a lady and her husband. They were... By the way, when you hear this little story, be very conscious of your testimony before the people around you. People have ideas about church that are not right. This lady was our waitress. I had a group of men. We ate breakfast together and had a devotion. And She'd been our waitress for some time. And After the men had kind of fizzled out and we had a little bit of a private moment there, the, the lady looked at me and she said, Do you think that my family could come to your church I said well sure we'd love you she said she hung her head she said she said my boyfriend and I we're not we're not married she said we've got three kids and he has a, a child and uh, she has two children and I have one and we have one together and she said we've got five kids could could my family come to your church? I said absolutely yes we want you to be in our church and I remember the first Sunday we had that conversation on Friday, on Sunday. This man and woman and five children walked into the church. They sat up near the front. A simple gospel message was preached. The invitation was extended. And Ruth and I had the privilege of leading that man and woman to Jesus. God changed their lives. I mean, gloriously changed their lives. I had the privilege of baptizing most of their children. They're still faithfully attending church. I baptized them. They got things right. I did their wedding. God changed their lives. When? God changed their lives. When they began to discern what was right and true. When they began to obey God and His Word. They got saved. Old things passed away. All things become new. I've had a man recently come to me and say, I'm a new man. Well, we know what happened, those of us who are saved. They got to the place where I'm not going to be wrong because I've always been wrong. I'm not going to be wrong because I've always been wrong. I'm going to hear what Jesus has to say. I'm going to repent of my sins, and I'm going to trust Jesus for my soul's salvation. And when you determine that you will be teachable, when you determine that you will discern the truth and discern what is right, the truth about eternity, and you can discern the signs of the times. 
God's at work. Finally, Jesus says in verse number 4, he says, A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. He looks at these people, he says, he says, you've got wickedness in your heart. You're proud. And you're adulterous. You're adulterous. What, what, was, what was the adultery? Jesus had sent his own son. And they were, they were not being faithful to the very God that created them. And they were being adulterous. They weren't being faithful to creator God. And they weren't being willing to hear from heaven. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. What did the sign of the prophet Jonas mean to the Sadducees? It was a miracle story. How many people have you ever heard of getting swallowed by a great fish and living to tell the story? Getting cast out into the sea and getting thrown up on the proper coast where he's supposed to go minister to Nineveh. How many times have you heard that kind of story and believed it to be true? Well, the Sadducees had to take God to his word because Jesus, God, just said it. So the message, the sign of Jonah was God's word is true. You can rest in it, and miracles do happen. The sign of the prophet Jonah to the Pharisees, the Pharisees, they were they were stuffy, and they had their nose stuck up in the air, and they thought they were the only clean people, only godly people, only people that God even cared about. But Jonah was sent by God to Nineveh. Ninevites were nasty, wicked people. Why did Jonah not want to go to Nineveh? Because he hated Ninevites. He wanted them all to rot. And the sign of the prophet Jonah of the Pharisees was, hey, look, there's a new system, and there's something else coming, and Jesus has died for the sins of the world. God told Abraham that you're going to bless the whole world and you better get out of your religious pompousness and reach out into the world and put your faith and trust in Jesus because there's a sign. What does God want you to do? How can I be a discerner of the signs of the times? How can I know God and his will? Be teachable, be discerning, and finally be a student of the word of God. Be a student of the word of God. You see... Your religion may be in question in the way you've always done it. And your skepticism may be in question the way you've always done it. But Jesus makes something very plain in this passage of Scripture. There is something that is not in question. It is the authority and the inspiration and the power of the Word of God. He would not deny it. As a matter of fact, every time Jesus is in a trial and every time Jesus is working with people, he points them to the Bible. He says, be a student of the word of God. Psalm 1 says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. In Luke chapter number 19, when Jesus speaking and teaching about the rich man and Lazarus, was a Lazarus rising from the dead to tell the brethren of the rich man that they needed to get saved? Was that the hope that Jesus gave him? No, Jesus said there's hope in the prophets. He needs to read the Bible. He needs to study God's Word. If you'll study God's Word, it's powerful and it's rich and it'll show you the way of salvation. It's the Word of God. Psalm 119, Thy word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. 
And all through Psalm 119, eight verse sections. There's a, it's the longest chapter in the Bible. Eight verse sections. All through Psalm 119, it's all pointing to the fact that God's word is real. And Timothy, in the book of Timothy, Paul writes, he says, Hey, all scripture is given by inspiration of God is profitable. The Bible's profitable for doctrine, what to believe. All scripture is given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God, all of us, may be perfect, complete, truly furnished unto all good works. What's our hope? What's our hope? The Word of God. How am I going to get direction? The Word of God. How am I going to be able to discern the signs of the time? What was Jesus telling these two groups of people? He was saying to them, listen guys, You're both dead wrong, and one more sign in the sky is not what you need. What you need is you need to be teachable. What you need is you need to be discerning. God's doing all these signs. I told you story after story of people whose lives have been changed, and I'm one of them. Be discerning of the signs of the times. Be discerning and be a student of the Word of God. Can you do that? You know what's exciting? God says you can know this and discern the signs of the times. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. You don't have to be some smart aleck Sadducee or some religious Pharisee. All you have to be is teachable, discerning, and a student of the Word of God. And by being in this church service this morning, you've done one of them because God is showing us His Word. If you're here today and you do not know for certain that heaven's your home, you know that you need God. You know that there's something missing. You know that you need something. You got to the place now, I'm teachable. I want, to, I want to do what's right. I want to learn. And you're here and you want to obey God. I'd encourage you to do something. Repent of your sins. Ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and be your Savior. And you can know for sure that heaven is your home. Oh, what a Savior. Discerning the signs of the times. You can be prepared for the future. Because you're walking with the God of the future who loves you. I pray today is the day that you make a change in your life. You bow your heads and close your eyes. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.